This is the Talk of the Town. From Morgantown to Clarksburg, if it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll-free at 1-800-765-8255. Now, here is your host for the Talk of the Town, Dave Wilson. Good morning. Welcome into the program, Talk of the Town. Hope you're having a nice day so far. Could see a storm later on. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. That is the phone number. You can also uh, text the show at 304-TALK-304. Ethan Evan Collins, our producer today. Coming up a little bit later on, uh, we talked yesterday some about the fire at Bon Vista Apartments over the weekend. There are uh, a lot of generous folks here in the community and have had questions about how to help out. Um, what do the folks need? Well, uh, one of the individuals who have set up a GoFundMe account helping to uh, organize some of that generosity will join us coming up bottom of the hour, tell you tell you how you can help out with the folks who uh, were displaced and lost everything in that fire. I believe six apartments were destroyed. Several others were uh, uninhabitable because of you know water, smoke, damage, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll talk about that coming up bottom of the hour. Also, Tomorrow on the show, and I want to introduce this topic today, and then we're going to talk more about it tomorrow, maybe even the day after that. Um, if you've been following city council meetings, we uh, recapped this during last week's city council recap, if you will. There has been very vocal opposition to a new gun shop that is on track to open in downtown Morgantown, down on University Avenue. It's called Big Daddy Guns. And a group of concerned citizens have formed into a, I guess an organization, they call themselves Protect Morgantown, but they are opposing this gun shop, opposing the location. And I don't think it goes too far out on a limb to say they're opposing uh, this business's messaging. Jody Hollingshead is heading up that organization. She's going to join us tomorrow, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this today because, well, I want to introduce the topic to you today, and then we'll we'll get into hear her thoughts on it tomorrow. But it's not the first time that we've kind of gone down this road. Maybe the first time with a gun shop that I can remember, and I've been here over over a decade now. But it's not the first time where we have dealt with a business that is opening or businesses that people don't like. And they have attempted through both legal means and others, and by others I mean outside pressure, to try to prevent businesses from locating in their neighborhoods or try to get them out of their neighborhoods. We'll revisit some of those. And spoiler alert, the efforts were not all that successful. So, and I'll go back and remind you of a couple of these. You may have forgotten about them. Maybe not. So we'll talk about that coming up. Also, Montague County Commission President Tom Bloom was on Metro News Talk Line yesterday. And Tom's comments, nothing new to you and I. Or you and me. You and I, you and me. Check my grammar there. 
because we've heard them all before. <laughs> to be to be quite honest about it, Tom has been uh, a very vocal, surprising no one, about his concerns regarding the proposed constitutional amendment that would give the legislature the authority to make changes to the property taxes in the state of West Virginia. And I understand his trepidation and other county commissions' trepidation that if you remove or drastically reduce a dedicated funding source that was written into the state constitution, how do you make up that funding? And we're talking about funding that goes to local services. We're not talking about state funding here. We're talking about how you pay for the sheriff's department, how you fund the counties. And the two aspects of this that are both intriguing and very complicated is when you start talking about the impacts to the tax increment finance districts, which... Monongalia County has used as an incentive to draw in business and grow the local economy. And what are the impacts to the excess property tax levies, which Monongalia County has a handful of those. And there's another one on the ballot or will probably be on the ballot in November to support Mon EMS. How are those impacted, and how do you replace that funding if you drastically reduce or eliminate what we all agree are wildly unpopular property taxes on your vehicles and the taxes on business machinery and inventory? I get the trepidation. I also understand the other side of the argument. Not to be Switzerland here, but I get that too. That if you are a business owner, and quite frankly, we've seen what happens when you do not keep inventory on hand. There's a disincentive, A, to keep inventory in hand, but B, you look around and go, wait a minute, we're not dealing with this in Ohio. We're not dealing with this in Pennsylvania or Maryland, Virginia. Why is it something you have to deal with here? Now, Tom will tell you that is not on the top of the list of questions that are asked by prospective businesses and companies looking to locate here. But it does come up. It comes up enough that we hear about it. I get that side of it, too. I get the side of trying to make the state more appealing to bring more people in. But I also hear, maybe you do, too. Have you ever looked at moving to Pennsylvania, living in Greene County, Pennsylvania, or um, on the other side of the Ohio River over in Ohio. I grew up on the river. Or if you live in the Panhandle, living in Maryland or Martins or uh, Virginia, if you're in the Martinsburg area. Let me tell you, property taxes in Virginia, a lot higher. When I was paying, and I paid taxes on my vehicles when I lived in Loudoun County, Virginia. A lot higher than I paid when I moved back to West Virginia. Didn't own property. We were renters in Virginia. I just, 
some of the things that I'm throwing out there, and I know it's kind of a mishmash, and I don't have a strong, yeah, I'm for it, or yeah, I'm against it. Just a lot to consider beyond just the appeal, and that is very appealing, of not having to pay the property taxes on my truck, my car, my wife's car. That's appealing. Certainly is. But put into context, what does it mean? And if it means higher real estate taxes, well, somewhere down the road is uh, kind of a wash for me then, isn't it? Uh, Just some food for thought there. Just some food for thought. Also, hey, Montague County, by the way, last couple of days, as far as the newsmakers go, you had uh, Montague County Delegate Daniel Walker out in front of the state capitol at the uh, abortion rights rally, leading supporters there. She was on talk line. Tom Bloom on talk line yesterday. Later this morning, former Morgantown City Councilman and U.S. Senate Democrat candidate Barry Wendell going to be on Metro News Talk Line. So, hey, Montague County, a lot of Montague County slash Morgantown newsmakers the last few days. Oh, you just go through kind of these waves. But uh, Barry going to be on. And we Barry's the one that uh, we talked to several times during his uh, days on Morgantown City Council. Now, the Democrat candidate for U.S. I said U.S. Senate. U.S. Uh, no, U.S. Senate. Yeah. No, House. House. We only have two House districts now. Um, I beg your pardon. U.S. House of Representatives candidate Barry Wendell. Running against Alex Mooney. So, anyway, just some, I don't know, Montague County newsmakers in the headlines the last few days. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to Jody Hollingshead tomorrow. She's the uh, at least spokesperson. I don't, I'll, I'll ask her tomorrow if she's officially the leader, but she's at least the spokesperson, the point person for Protect Morgantown, and they are opposing a new gun shop going in down on University Avenue. This is not the first time we've been down a road where you have a group of concerned residents here in the area opposing a business that, for any number of reasons, they didn't care for the business or didn't care for the messaging or what the business stood for. Not the first time we've been down this road. Maybe with a gun shop, at least to my recollection, but not the first time we've been down this road. And I'll uh, take you down memory lane when we return. It is 916. You're more than welcome to participate. 800-765-TALK. You can also text me 304-TALK-304. Back to Talk of the Town in a moment. Now back to the Talk of the Town. Three or four talk. Three or four is the text line. 800-765-8255. So tomorrow, uh, Jody Hollingshead is going to join me. She is the point person, spokesperson. Um, I guess she's the leader of uh, the group uh, Protect Morgantown. At least she's been the most uh, vocal. She's been out there uh, expressing the group's opposition to a new gun shop that would be located in downtown Morgantown on University Avenue. Big Daddy Guns is the name of the retailer. And we've 
heard some of her comments in front of city council. And uh, if you want to look the group up, you can find them on social media, see exactly where they stand. Uh, but I'm interested, again, to hear her thoughts on exactly why they oppose this uh, retailer. And if it is a legal business that meets all of the requirements of state law and local ordinances, what can you really do? And it's not the first time locally that we would have had opposition to a business where folks didn't didn't like the business itself or the clientele the business tended to draw in or the messaging from the business. Not the first time we've been down this road. And And that's my question of, okay, you don't like the business, but if it's legal... What options are you left with? And and maybe this is a little bit apples to oranges because no situation is the same, but there are enough similarities here, though. I think these examples apply. Go back. Oh, it's been several years now. Uh, the folks out in Cheat Neck, out in Cheat Neck, I believe, were opposed to a hotspot opening up in their neighborhood. The business, the hotspot, is legal. Clearly, there are many of them around town. Met all of the legal requirements to operate. Met all of the state laws. And keep in mind, Montague County does not have zoning, so there's nothing on the books that says... This business has to be in this particular area and has to be X amount of feet from this, this, that, and that. There's no zoning. It's do whatever you want. People tend to like that, but also you have to deal with these types of issues as well. They tried through several different means, they being group of people, group of uh, residents in that area that opposed business to prevent it from going in and ultimately unsuccessful. The business was legal. And I remember the arguments. Well, you know, they're, they, they draw in crime. You have hotspot robberies and yes, you have many hotspot robberies. We often report them, but ultimately there was no zoning in the County that could prevent it. There was no law. They weren't violating any business laws. They had the licensures. They met all the requirements. The business went in. Remember, even further back than that, and this was, I think, one of the first things I covered as a reporter, new reporter here for WAJR in Morgantown, Montague County Commission passed an ordinance that restricted the locations of strip bars. Strip clubs. And if I remember correctly, they were going to apply it to even currently established establishments. Restricting how close they could be to churches, schools, this, that, and the other. Got taken to court. No zoning in the county. These establishments, whether you like them or not, and there are plenty of folks who like them, and there are plenty of folks who do not, don't like what they stand for, don't like the entertainment that is available. Also, 
the clientele. I mean, it's the same arguments, but they were legal. They were, as far as we know, up to code. And again, no zoning in the county. That and Keep that in mind with these examples, no zoning in the county. So you're kind of limited on what your options are there. Not much you could do about it. Lost in court. Most recently, though, with the establishment of the medical marijuana shops around Morgantown and in Montegalli County, yeah, the health department attempted to use its regulations and its rules to impose its own type of zoning ordinances, really, against these businesses. And nobody was coming out and saying it, but it was clear to me there was some opposition to these businesses in general. And it was going to make it very difficult for them to operate. And ultimately, those rules got tossed out by the county commission. Just a few examples here of businesses that there was concern about. A lot of a legitimate concern. I can totally understand why one would oppose an exotic adult club within a thousand feet of a school. Or if you can remember when the old blue parrot was up on the bio ground, it was right across from a daycare center. I get that opposition. I get that. But our laws are not written in a way you get to go, well, you know what, I don't really care for that business, so therefore you can't locate. Now, you do have zoning rules. Within the city of Morgantown, for example, you have zoning laws. And different districts are zoned for different purposes. Absolutely. To the best of my reading, and I've yet to have anyone tell me otherwise, I don't see anything in there that would prevent this gun shop from locating on University Avenue. Now, why is that not in the zoning ordinances? I don't know. I don't know. But again, just pointing out, not the first time we've been down this road where your your legal options are limited. So at that point, what can you do? If, you've, if the business has the proper licensure, the business meets zoning requirements, if those are something you have to meet, you may not like it. You may not like the way it markets. You may not like its messaging. But not liking something is not legal grounds for preventing its operation. You may not like the vape shops that are in town, but they're legal. You may not like the bars that are in downtown, but they're legal. They generate revenue. You may not like the medical marijuana shops. I mean, we can go down the list of businesses you may personally uh, morally, ethically, whatever the case may be, object to, but they're legal. So what do you do at that point? How do you oppose it? How do you get your message across at that point? That's one of the questions I want to pose to Jody tomorrow is, okay, it seems, again, rudimentary understanding of the law, your legal, your legal options are limited here, so what do you do at this point? 
We'll talk about that coming up tomorrow. Right now it's 9.30. Let's get a news update. Check in with the Metro News Radio Network. Find out what's happening all across the great state of West Virginia. We're talking about your town. Now back to the talk of the town. Sunday afternoon, there was a major fire in Morgantown at the Bon Vista apartment complex, Building A. Several apartments, I believe the number is now six, were totally destroyed. Uh, Several others were deemed uninhabitable. Many uh, folks living in that building lost at least a little bit. Several folks lost everything due to the fire. And uh, now the community is coming together to try to help those people out And there are GoFundMe accounts, there are ways to donate and ways to help, and trying to sort through all that are neighbors right there over at Bon Vista. Michaela Evans-Everett lives in the apartment complex, and she is among those organizing efforts to help the victims from Sunday's fire, and she joins us on Talk of the Town this morning. Good morning, Kayla. Uh, Michaela. Good morning. Hey, thanks for taking a few minutes uh, with me. So you are a, a neighbor, you live in the Bon Vista apartments there? Yes. So I live in the villas section of it. Um, I'm pretty sure the ones that had burnt down were just the Vista apartments. But yes, we are neighbors. Uh, were you home on Sunday when the fire started? Yes, I was. I saw the whole thing. And what uh, what was your reaction? What did you do? Um, it was very terrifying because that's something that I've always been um, nervous about having myself happen. Um so when I actually had somebody call me and ask me if I was okay, and um, they had said that they had just drove by and had saw it themselves. So then I looked out the window and had saw it as well. Um, and I immediately just was in like a panic. I felt like I, you know, couldn't obviously help because I felt like I'd be in the way. But I knew once the fire department got it out that I should try to do something to help the ones that had lost everything. So uh, what are you doing? I know there are several efforts that have kind of popped up here. So what's going on to help these folks who lost everything in the fire? Um, So currently we have a GoFundMe set up for all of the families. Um, And then I know that I think there's at least three individuals that have their own personal GoFundMe that is also set up. Um, So a few people have also donated to them separately as well. Um, And then I'm also having people either message me through Facebook or um, through my email if they want to do, like, physical donations, um, just in case they have anything, like, with furniture and clothes and all of that good stuff uh, for anyone. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, what items are needed, but in a fire situation, Michaela, just about everything is needed and appreciated. Right. Right. Yes, and we're still, um, we haven't contacted all of the families yet. Um, I'm still waiting to hear back from the leasing office to be able to get their information um, because I've only gotten a hold of like four of them um, just to see. And they were actually waiting yesterday to get the okay from the fire marshal to see if they could go in, if anything was even salvageable. So then they could kind of get an idea of what they would like to um, get from donations. And and you have a mix up there at Bon Vista of both uh, families, uh, young, I would say younger families, and also some WVU students, both um, you know, still in school and recent graduates, I believe, I right. believe there's at least right. four current students who are living there. 
Right. Yeah. I personally, myself, I go to school in Fairmont. So, you know, I'm a college student as well, Mm -hmm. but my neighbors, you know, they range in a great variety of ages. So it's just, uh, you know, a a wide complex of people. So how can people help out? Uh, It's a very generous community. I always see the Morgantown, Montague County community step up in a situation like this. So how can folks help out? Um, they can help out by if they would like to donate anything, you know, if they would like to send a message to, I know that, um, WBOY 12 is also like open to getting messages if you want to do physical donations. And then, like I said before, we do have the, um, you know, um, GoFundMes for not only all the families as one, but then we also have the individuals that set up their own. So whatever anybody is feeling you know, if they just want to share the post to get them out there, whatever they would like to do to help, um, everything counts. So, uh, where can we find links to those GoFundMe pages? Um, so, I have a link on my Facebook, which is just under Michaela Evans Everett, and it's like public, so you can see it if you just search my name. Um, I know that it's been posted to the Cheat Lake um, yard sale page, and then if you actually just go to GoFundMe. Um, like on their website and you type in Bond Vista apartment fire, it will pop up and it actually will somehow show you like the um, other people who've made their own as well. Tell you what, let's see if we can get that linked up uh, to the WAJR Facebook page. We'll get that up as well. Michaela, okay. hey, appreciate you coming on this morning and uh, nice work uh, trying to help these folks out. I hope you get uh, everything. I hope they get everything they need through this effort. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All right, Michaela Evans Everett, and uh, we'll get that linked up. We'll link it up through our Facebook page to to the uh, GoFundMe accounts there if you would like to uh, participate, help them out, and then you can uh, message Michaela through Facebook as well. 940, got to take a quick break. I got several messages on my cell phone over here. Who's messaging me? You know I'm on the air. (laughs) <laughs> take a look at those. Take a look at the text coming in through the text line as well. 304-TALK, 304-800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255 is the phone number. Back in a moment. Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town. All right, during the break, we uh, successfully shared the GoFundMe page for the Suncrest Fire Victims on the WAJR Facebook page, so you can find it there. Find the link to the GoFundMe account uh, there uh, if you are so interested. Uh, texter writes in, Dave, 304-TALK-304, Suncrest Facebook Group 2. Okay. You can find it there. Texter points out, Dave, remember there is one zoned area in the county outside city limits, Cheat Lake and Cheat Neck, and Stewartstown rejected proposals, however. Duly noted. I remember that. I remember that. Let me see. 304 Talk 304. Dave, I suggest that citizens protesting gun shop to just not spend your money there. I don't support cereal bar on High Street because of Danielle Walker signs in the window. I don't want them to not be a business. I just do not want to support them. Stop trying to save Morgantown from your dislikes. 
Dave, what happened to the blue parrot on the mile ground? Hmm, hmm. After it had a suspicious fire, it turned into a sheets right across the road from the same daycare center. Sure did. Sure did. Burned to the ground. That was, you know, one doesn't have to do with the other, but I believe this, the response to Bon Vista on Sunday was the largest fire response since the blue Pi- blue parrot fire i think that was in was that 2018 <laughs> well i laugh because that whole structure was was reason for zoning and construction ordinances it was earlier 2017 ethan you were a patron up there he's 8 seconds behind me hold on see if he catches the nope Right over his head. Not paying attention. All right, 304-TALK-304. 800-765-TALK's the phone number. Bob in Morgantown. What's on your mind, buddy? Dave, how you doing this morning? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Well, Dave, actually, if I sound funny, it's because I'm biting my tongue to keep some laughing. Okay. You know, Google's your friend, Dave. Uh Jody Hollingshead is all upset about the possibility of a of a gunshot. Ha, have you looked into how Jody Hollingshead makes her living? I have not. No. Well, Dave, she she uh, has a business specializing in what she calls boudoir photography. Okay. Now, boudoir photography to many people's frame of mind. Uh, is essentially softcore pornography. And if you took a Guns and Ammo magazine or a, a Playboy over to Morgantown High School and sat in the lunchroom and read it, which one do you think is going to get you yanked in the office quicker, Dave? Well, uh, so, from my experience, a Playboy in high school will get you in trouble. Yep, yep. <laughs> so it, we're going to condemn a business. Uh, a, a legal business uh, that, that many people in this area would probably have an interest in supporting. And and instead, I, I'm assuming, maybe if that don't come in, we, maybe we put another porn shop down there, Dave, uh, because apparently that type of thing is, is acceptable to Ms. Hollingshead. You know, the, the contrast in it, the fact that pornography is okay but guns are bad uh, strikes me... Uh, I don't know. It's like a Roman candle in a dark room, Dave. Let me let me play devil's advocate here, Bob, because you don't strike me as the type of guy who's going to uh, uh, frequent an adult bookstore or novelty shop, as they call them, or or uh, go have a boudoir photo session. But if those businesses are legal, they meet all the requirements, they meet your zoning requirements, they have business licenses, so on and so forth, should they still be allowed to operate downtown? Dave, I, I believe any legitimate legal business that actually the owner would believe he could make a living in, in on High Street these days, I encourage any type of business to come down there because it's a ghost town right now. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, personally, Dave, the only time I was ever at the Blue Parrot was to go up and cover the fire when it was going on. And, and that was a pretty impressive fire as far as goes. <laughs> That was an unfortunate deep fryer incident, though, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Mm. All right. But, no, I mean, honestly, we need to draw any kind of business because it generates revenue. 
it generates B&O taxes. Right now, city council's doing all they can to drive everything off of High Street with their their zoning and their sign ordinances and their storefront uh, issues, controls, whatever the case may be, architectural details. You know, we're wallowing in in the, the mud somewhere while... The businesses are, are, are leaving. Downtown used to be what they say, vibrant. Now, the only vibrations from all the snoring uh, hobos laying on the benches all over town. Bob, always appreciate the phone calls, buddy. Thank you. All right, Dave. Take care. You too as well. And that, it, it, my point's kind of, Bob makes his point very dramatically there. I Look, for the record, I don't care what her business is. I don't care what anybody's business is, if it's legit and legal. If that's how you make your living, to each his own. Free country. Don't care. But to Bob's point, and, and I think that's kind of where I was driving at, if it's legal, why are you driving it out? You may not like it. A lot of businesses I don't care for, I don't frequent them. But we'll hear from Joe. And, and look, yes, gun shops are a little bit of a different, a lot of bit of a different uh, animal there because of the merchandise you're dealing with. Absolutely. Not, quite, not the same as dealing with uh, bicycle parts or tennis shoes. Surely, I get it. We'll find out. We'll ask her her thoughts tomorrow. She's going to join us about 9.15. Got a slew of text. We'll try to get through some of those before we clear the way for Hoppy Kirchville coming up on Metro News Talk Line. 9.51, Talk of the Town, back in a moment. Back to the talk of the town. Metro News Talk Line coming up 10.06. Hoppy Kerchival standing by. Former Morgantown City Councilman turned House candidate. Barry Wendell going to be on the show. Uh, Coming up at 10.33. Running in the second district. Also, Albert Wright, president and CEO of WW Medicine, on starting an insurance company for employees. Also, uh, Hoppy will talk tax plans, abortion uh, with Senator Robert Carnes. Chris Steyerwalt stops by as well. So that's your lineup for Metro News Talk Line today. Secretary of State Mac Warner also on the show. All right, text line before we uh, make way for Hoppy Kirchville. Dave, don't forget about how Walmart was evil in the Indian burial grounds, but through divine intervention, the BFORs could build off of 705. Yeah, ask K. Murray about that. Kay was here in that chair right over there, and she got a lot of flack during that time. What? That was before my time. That was before, uh, before I started covering news here. Uh, let me see. Dave, I thought Morgantown was an all-inclusive community. I guess that only applies if you have the same political values as though as those whining about a gun shop. I look forward to purchasing legal firearms from such fine dealers. Dave, notice how progressive groups never protest businesses such as the numerous smoke shops around campus selling synthetic drug vapes. Or how about nightclubs where the college students are buying drugs from the Detroit contingent and there is often stabbing, shootings, and other violence. 
Ask your guests tomorrow what it means when they say it will be impossible for Big Daddy to do business. Uh, Dave, Lady Godiva's got torn down four days ago. But same gun shops. Lady Godiva's got torn down? Wasn't there a wreck? Was eh. uh, Maybe mixing stories up there. Hi, Dave. Where do Barry Wendell and Danielle Walker originate from? Not Morgantown, not even West Virginia, yet they are here speaking out for what they believe Morgantown needs. They are outsiders, in my opinion, coming here to make trouble. Uh, Danielle, a Delegate Walker on talk line yesterday. Barry, going to be on talk line today. How long do you ha- what is What is it? Okay, we're all, we're all West Virginians here, right? Born and raised. What is the, uh, how long do you have to be here to be considered from here? I've always wondered that. Not trying to be provocative. I'm just curious because I've always often wondered that. We will eventually adopt you. But not all the way. We'll still remind you, well, you weren't born here. (laughs) And uh, not a criticism. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let me see. Dave, if I remember correctly, the, the Morgantown City Fire Department was called to that one even though it was outside the city limits. You talking about Blue Parrot? Probably. Technically, isn't the mile ground in city limits? Like, the, the mile ground is, the road is, but either off either side of the mile ground is not city limits, right? Because they got to get out to the airport, which is in city limits. I've confused myself. We'll regroup, take a break, do it all again tomorrow. Hoppy Kirchwell is coming up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 9.06. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.